Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a feel-good football Friday. It is none other than Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. We are ourselves behind our own glass here at Job Studios. We hope everybody's doing well out there. We hope uh, you enjoy the Thursday night football. Um, we were, I mean, look, again, we're going to be a general sports show eventually, right? You're going to have NBA. You're going to have MLB. We got a little bit of a treat last night right before. It was like it was like my drive home when Rodon decided to, to, to sign with the Yankees. Yes, I was it. wondering where you were going with this. I was like, huh. And then it hit me. It was like Carlos. Yeah, John Morant went for another triple double. The <laughs> toughest pitcher in Major League Baseball, bringing the grit to I the love Bronx. It. I absolutely love it. Love needed it. that lefty. Absolutely needed it. When's the last time the Yankees had a, a lefty that you were like confident in? Pettit? Yeah, I mean, Nestor's a lefty, right? Besides Nestor? No. Maybe, yeah, and that's there's a left. That's two lefties in rotation. Ooh, might be dangerous. Might actually finally take down Is the Astros. I, I feel like he does the the wind up. Mm. I'm like trying to figure out the wind up thing in my mind of looking. You know, whatever. Uh, we're baseball experts too over here, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew Why this. Why is this happening? Yeah, right. right <laughs> this guy's gonna look up. Keep talking. Yeah, I'm gonna keep talking. We had ourselves a fantastic game last night. Actually, uh, well, I was kind of one sided for a little while. The Seahawks made it the game, but the 49ers are the first team in the NFL to lock up a division title. They do it with ease. 21-13 last night. A lot of action on the Mojo Market. A lot of action um, just within the game. And let me tell you something. He's a lefty. I knew it. <laughs> Did we? No, we didn't know it. That's why you look at it. Did we know it? <laughs> didn't know, know it at all. Um, but, yeah, so yesterday the Niners get it done. Uh, that defense is so damn good. I know we're watching Seattle. We said yesterday to not really don't mess around with any Seattle players because that defense is swarming, and they were, man. The defense is just <clears> so damn good. Um, the, the front, the linebackers, even the secondary played well. Those guys, I don't know, man. Is anybody, before we get into the top movers, is anybody running through the Niners? If the NFC goes through San Francisco, besides Philadelphia, obviously. I mean, they would have to, if they meet in the NFC title game, it's like, I would say the, the, the biggest threat to a, a Philadelphia team that seems to be running away with in the NFC would be one of a, of a team with a stout defense like San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers are going to put themselves in any game because of their defense. Right. We, we, they don't have to score a ton if they're only going to give up. No, they don't they give don't. up second-half points almost at all. I think the Dolphins are the only team that scored on them in the second half in the last two months. Adjustments That's, are great. They got a fantastic defensive staff. You know, they got uh, – what's this guy? It's going to be uh, – uh, Domingo Ryan's going to be a head coach next year. And they also have a linebackers coach who took over for Salah when he left originally, like – they got a they got a great coaching tree over there in San Francisco. So kudos to them. Congrats to the team uh, for winning the um, the NFC West. So they'll be hosting a playoff game at the very least. Um, and yeah, that's that. So all right, we'll start off with some top movers from Thursday night. Obviously, there was a lot of movement on the market, and we start with somebody that the situation is just not it's not too big. It, it, Brock Purdy has come in there. We talked about Brock Purdy at length this week uh, about being the the you know the guy that. Could he lead this team without Jimmy G? And I feel like, again, the offense was not dumbed down for him. There's a lot to get into, including this alarm, not alarming, but like something that defenses could kind of scheme for going forward. But Brock Purdy, in this regard, was 17 for 26, threw two touchdowns, uh, threw for 217 yards. It's not your light up the scoreboard stat, but it's your I want a football game stat. It's it's it, it, Brock Purdy's a safe bet right now. Yeah, I mean Brock Purdy is a safe bet because 
he's consistently going up and he's not doing too much. Right. Uh, the more alarming thing to me in the mojo market was that Trey Lance went down a decent amount. He did. The most that he's gone down since the day of his injury. Yeah, and I was sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, does the market just kind of expect, now that Purdy's won a couple games, he's won himself the NFC West, do they expect him to just kind of, I, I don't know. I, is this a Wally Pitt moment? I don't know. They don't built their so. entire offense around I, Trey Lance this year. I still don't think so. They were willing to let Jimmy G go off of a deep playoff run for Trey Lance. Correct. Do you think Brock Purdy? Unless they win a Super Bowl. And even still, I can't imagine that that Brock Purdy's a starter going forward next year. Not, not a chance. Trey Lance was a third overall pick. He had an injury. We haven't even gotten imagine to see that? him. I'm talking, we're talking third overall pick to the last pick in the draft, and all of a sudden, you, there's a debate to be had. That's, that's I, incredible. There's only a debate if you allow there to be one. I'm not True. debating this. I, I don't even think this is an actual debate. It's cool story, and I think Brock Purdy is doing a great job in unsurping Jimmy G as the backup next year, but he's not going to be the starter over Trey Lance. Yeah, well, we'll have to see Maybe about that. Maybe there's going to be like a fake quarterback competition in camp. But moving on. Yeah, moving on over to George Kittle, who had himself a night and night yesterday. What did I say yesterday? I, I, I don't care who does anything. I just can't have George Kittle do anything. It's my first round of my playoffs. Here I am. I'm watching this develop. George Kittle, when you have that relationship with the young quarterback and you know that he's not going to extend the field, maybe because their deepest threat would be a, a Debo Samuel is out, right? So you know there's going to be a lot of underneath stuff. He was hitting George Kittle all night long. George Kittle goes for four catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. He had himself a night. Um, he's up 2.9% on the mojo market. But, 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 this is why you sometimes want to throw on some multipliers. Overnight, he could have made you 30% on your, on, your, on your investment. So, like, right away, George Kittle's the kind of guy that – He'll show up in the big spot. He's a tough dude. You're expecting Brock Purdy to kind of have that connection with underneath guys, whether it be him or drag routes or slant routes or who we're about to talk about in a second. Um, but overall, George Kittle, I, I felt like we've always talked about the the Kelseys of the world, and you know, and rightfully so. Kelsey's probably the best tight end still in football right now, stats-wise and, and more. But you got to put some respect on Kittle's name, man. I mean, it looks like he's in line to, again, have some playoff success. They get a home playoff game. The connection between him and Purdy is, is starting to develop even more by the week. So, I mean, I'm in on George Kittle. Why wouldn't you be? I'm not. You're not? Okay, no, I'm not. Great. I'll tell you why. So, why? George Kittle started off the season relatively average. I would say average to above average, but he did not live up to the billing as to where he was drafted in fantasy and just mm -hmm. to where they have him ranked in the mojo market, which I think starting the season he was third, and they kind of have – adjusted things a little bit. I don't think he's that high anymore. All right. Um, but in the last seven games, right, three, one, four, three, two, four, four, he averages three catches a game. That's very, very rudimentary. That's very, well, he's shall not, we say, Noah Fant-esque. I'm going to go look at Noah Fant's numbers. Okay. And but I know I, he was a top mover yesterday, too, and we're skipping over them because of their abysmal performance. But, as a whole, yeah. But looking at it, it's like Noah Fant, George Kittle, same thing. Much cheaper on Noah Fant, um, much younger at this point, much, le much less wear and tear. So if I was going to go investing in a tight end from last night's game, I would be in on Fant first because he hasn't lived up to it yet. And I think that at one point, Noah Fant was expected to be the guy, right? He had a couple issues. He wasn't in the right spot. Now he's in a situation where, honestly, when I've looked at his numbers, it's the second time I've done it, and I was like pleasantly surprised. I thought Noah Fant was completely... 
Well, it's because they have year. they have three tight ends over there. So, so yeah. sometimes when that works out, you got Disley, you got another guy with long hair. They all have long but, hair, by the way. But Noah Fant and and George Kittle are almost having an identical season. I, I don't know the exact numbers, mm, but yeah, even Noah Fant has two touchdowns in his last three games. I mean, look, they got to search for something. If the run don't work, you know, where is Geno going to look? Again, I, I mean, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. A quarterback's best friend, when you're inexperienced, in a new system, rookie, whatever, the, the best friends are underneath tight end. And, and he's made that very clear. You know, same with uh, Brock. Um, all right, so Christian McCaffrey last night. You said it last night. It gained some good traction over on social media because you were like, shame on me for not getting in. So guess who got in yesterday? Me. Good for you. Yes, and it's 10-time multiplier on this guy. So yesterday, he's up. Temp, uh, only 1% last night because of, you know, whatever, but that's 10% last night. But over the last month, if I were to get in before that, he would be up almost 50%. Check out this crazy stat that I looked up yesterday. So yesterday, he got the ball 26 times, handed the ball off, run, rush attempts 26 times, right? Six catches out of the backfield for 30 yards. He rushes for 108, scores a touchdown. Ready? 34 touches. 34 touches. Here's the alarming thing. The 49ers ran 60 plays. 50% of the offense. More than 50%. More than 50% of the offense was directed at Christian McCaffrey. Like, that is, I mean, if you're going to scheme for a team hey, it's going cool. forward. Sounds, sounds like, just cover the guy. Sounds like winning football to it me. It does. Right I mean, this but, is a stretch run. We, we saw what the 49ers were willing to do to Debo last year down the stretch. Like, they need Debo back to alleviate some of that off of Christian McCaffrey for sure. 34 touches. And I want to know if he's going to hold up because 34 touches is a lot That's at a this lot, point in the dude. season. But, hey, man, he's had a couple of years off, well-rested. Yeah. I mean, Let's fully expect <laughs> You would say the wear and tear. It's not really wear and tear when you're not doing much. But, like, honestly, dude, like, this guy, he gets into this new – like, this is the – Perfect system for him. Brock Purdy is a he, he feels like McCaffrey right now is a godsend it's to his be progress. Hard. It's gonna be hard for anybody to take over the number one running back spot for this week after Derrick Henry did what he did. I mean, not Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey did. Yeah, what he did well, yesterday. you talk about Derrick Henry, it's funny you say that because Derrick Henry is top dog on the mojo market. Guess what? McCaffrey sweat at second. Ooh, he, he jumps Zeke. Zeke. He's, yeah. He jumps Zeke. So, Rightfully so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the season this guy's having, and it's incredible to see it. But it's three RB one finishes since joining the the Forty Niners, and I'm going to go ahead and say he will be RB one this week. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, we start our Week 15 preview. Believe it or not, Week 15 is here. It is unbelievably fast. How fast this actually approached us, and now we're here. We started last night with the Niners, and now we'll start with the New York Jets that are taking on the Detroit Lions. Now, this one is, again, a very big game for both teams right now because considering the fact that the playoffs are right here, the Lions have put themselves in a situation where all of a sudden they have a chance. I mean, it's a far-off chance. They got to win out and do all this other stuff, and teams got to lose and all this other crap, but the Lions have a chance to make the playoffs. Now, the Jets coming off a, a, a bad loss. I would say a bad loss because it is in within division. They didn't get blown out by any stretch because this Jets defense has actually played very, very well. Uh, but the Jets need to have this one. They absolutely need to have this one. You cannot lose this game to the Lions. So the, uh, the, the repercussions of a loss are very, very significant. The play in this right now, believe it or not, I mean, again, how much can you invest in a quarterback that might not be around much if Zach Wilson gets back in it? 
Mike White might be the play this week only for the sole purpose that the Lions are giving up 276 through the air. So a, a Mike White game, a Garrett Wilson type game, that might be your play today uh, with, with this game in particular. Because I look at the other side with the Jets defense playing as good as they are. Goff has played great. The, the, the high-octane offense of the Detroit Lions are playing good. But I just, I don't know, man. The Lions, I might short a couple of the Lions this week uh, yeah. based off so of their defense. Th this is one of those types of games where it's styles make fights. This is a decent matchup to me because the Lions' defense isn't good. The Jets' offense isn't that good. So, But they're both, they've both shown flashes this season. Lions maybe a little less flashes than the Jets' offense, which is kind of saying something about how bad the Lions' defense can be. That said, they're the winners of five straight right now, so yeah. you can't take that from them. Or five of their last six, or something. Five of their yeah, yeah. either way, Whatever. the Lions are on a the Lions are rolling right now. The the most they have been in roaring. the last fifteen years. It would have been so no, much. I'm better. not a Lions fan. No, I know, but like it would have been a good enough play. Enough is enough, Dave. All right, <laughs> I'm talking good about the Lions. Give me, you know, give me a break here. All right, but the Lions have a really, it. really good offense. I think they're top six in in a. Total DVOA, it's, but the Jets' defense is top six in total DVOA. I think they're actually top five at this heads point. Here. So that's going to be a good matchup. And then, like I just said, the, the Jets' offense isn't that great. The Lions' defense isn't great. To me, in these types of games, I think defense usually prevails. Mm. The better defense is going to make it really difficult on the good offense. Jamison Williams hasn't had a chance to get going fully in his career yet. I don't know if this it's is It's not game. a good spot for him to no. start. The Jets' pass rush is going to be in Matthew Stafford's. Yep, him too. <laughs> Jared Goff's done, face. Done. As thing. well as the D the Detroit Lions' offensive line has protected this year, which they've done a, a, a great job. I still think the Jets' defensive line is just causing fits lately. Yeah. Um, really good matchup. I like the Jets in this one. I really don't know who on the Jets besides Garrett Wilson that I'd be in on. Elijah Moore, I, Elijah Moore has come on a little bit since I know he's done a lot of complaining this year about getting the ball. When he gets the ball, he's making plays. So that's somebody to keep your eye on as well, I, I, I think. I say yes to that, but I need to see a little bit more. Yeah, one obviously. week here, I need to see one week here, another week there before mm. I get involved. But Bam Knight, there could be some intrigue there. Bam Knight. We, like, we talked about... What are we doing? <laughs> Want to hear a crazy thing that I saw this week? About I think Bam that Knight? there was 14, uh, 14 weeks of the NFL season up to this point. All but three or four weeks this season, the Jets have had a top rookie, Rookie of the Week honors. So 10. 10. Really? Really. I mean, between Brees Hall, we know. Sauce Gardner, obviously. So, But after Sauce I mean, after Garrett that, Wilson. Garrett. Okay. Wow. And Bam Knight last week. Bam Knight won Rookie of the Week? Yeah, he did. Dude, get in on Bam. Get now. Let's, so let's do Jets, it. Jets, they have a, a young core. Bam just, Knight. They just need a young quarterback. Imagine if it's Brees and Bam. I mean, that's, that's marketing 101. Uh, you yeah. make a T-shirt. Uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Carter's stock might be on the dip ski. The same thing with yeah, Fred James Robinson. They bring him in. He ain't going. I mean, I mean, he is going somewhere, obviously. All right, moving on to the other big game. This game got flexed to Sunday Night Football. This is the Washington Commanders. Who would have thought? Hosting, right? Hosting, right. Hosting the New York Football Giants this week. Um, clearly, there's a lot to be played here. The Giants defense has been um, playing not so great as of late. Uh, so this, to me, and you got to start giving the guys some credit. Taylor Heineke might have himself a decent game at home. Now, I know these guys have figured each other out to the point where nobody can get a win last time, right? But this game has the playoff implication. That's with Seattle losing. The winner of this game is almost entrenched, entrenched in that sixth spot. You know what I mean? Based off tiebreakers and all this other crap. You know what I mean? Like, this is a big game for both teams. 
I think Brian Robinson has himself a day. Uh, he's going to get the ball a lot. Uh, the Giants' run defense has been giving up 149 yards a game, yeah, dude. they're terrible. They're not a good run defense. So Brian Robinson, to me, might be the play of the week in prime time. Like, oh, my God, sign me up for that all day. Sign me up for that. The Giants' defense is struggling right now, and I just feel like – the Giants have had seven wins for about three months, it feels like. You know, they got off to that rip-off start, and all of a sudden, the, the wheels fell off. And, and I've, I've talked about this, and I've heard it through the, you know, the grapevine of, of New York radio. Like, is it, a, is it a failed season if the Giants don't make the playoffs? I mean, they were expected to win like four or five games this year, and then they win seven off the rip, but then all of a sudden, a collapse. I wouldn't say it's a failed season because they got some good things out of their coaching staff, yeah. and they it showed that at least the front office kind of knows what they're doing mm. at least to this point they they fix things to a degree yeah they changed the culture if you will at least in the first half of this i season. think so um but look i have a question sure what would you say the giants strength is offensively running the football it's not it's not it simply is not i mean this was the the theme early saquon was on a pace he was leading league in rushing saquon's fading fast and let me say not the right time right saquon if you want to get that bag bro the commanders the commanders run defense is as good as it gets they're fifth um in adjusted line yards defensively in the nfl and you would say okay well the giants run game against the commanders run defense that's going to be the matchup to watch i think not i think that the giants 26th ranked Adjusted line yards offensively comes into this game as like the biggest misconception. I've been looking at things all year long. We've been saying that for with the, the entire Giants, year. But the one thing that they have had was that. They have had good running totals and good good metrics when it came to the running game. A lot of Daniel Jones helped that, but Daniel Jones hasn't been running the football much lately. And like I said, Saquon's fading. He's dealing with a neck injury that popped up midweek last week. Not the best time for the entire offense to be fading because Saquon has been the entire offense. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about 26 and adjusted line yards, that's not really on Saquon. It's more or less on the scheme. So I don't think it's Saquon's fault entirely, but I do think the injury and the amount that they've used him coming off of basically two seasons where he didn't get the ball at all, yeah. it's starting to show so, a little all bit. All right, question for you. Gun to your head right now and you can't use a franchise tag. Who's more than likely to get a new contract with the Giants, Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley? Daniel Jones is more likely to get a new contract. I think Saquon is more likely to get the franchise tag. I just said you can't use the franchise tag. Well, I I, I answered the question. I think <laughs> Daniel right. Jones is more likely to get it. Yeah. And Saquon we'll get still gets brought in on the franchise tag. You would tag. think, but again, is this coaching staff going to go into the offseason and say, like, yeah, these guys are our future? I don't know. I don't know, man. You said the adjusted line yards and all those stats and, you know, for those analytical people – the Giants have played piss poor the entire season. The fact that they ripped off that many wins in the beginning are, is very alarming to me. I mean, I mean, I would say largely due to the fact that Daniel Jones had ice water in his veins in the fourth couple times, of couple times. Games. All right, I haven't talked about the Cowboys here uh, on this show, and as far as the Cowboys game is concerned, mainly because of their matchups. They played the Texans, they played the Colts, right? So you haven't really had any. You get excited about. We try to get both teams. Uh, the, the, the matchups have to be good. This one's actually really good. Um, the Cowboys historically this year, um, have played well off a loss. Every time the Cowboys have lost a game, the Cowboys have responded, right? They didn't lose last week, but Cowboys Nation is feeling like they lost. You know, it, was, it wasn't a good performance at all. I fully expect a bounce-back game out of this team. The Jacksonville Jaguars are giving up 263 yards through the air um, per game. Now, the way I see it, you want to get in on Dak Prescott this week? Sure, but a guy that was not even like barely targeted a couple times, you know, last week was CeeDee Lamb, right? 
CeeDee Lamb, this is more or less a little bit of a, I can't even call it a revenge game because there's no revenge, but a, a get-right game for CeeDee Lamb against a very bad secondary. I like CeeDee Lamb. I like Dalton Schultz across the middle a couple times. As long as he you know fixes a couple of the drop woes, that's another play for me. Uh, the Cowboys will play good offense in this game. Flip side of the coin, the Jacksonville Jaguars have played very good offense in the last couple of weeks, right? I fully expect Travis Etienne to have himself a decent day. Trevor Lawrence has been playing very well the last couple of weeks. The, the Cowboys secondary is crushed with some injuries. They're going with Kelvin Joseph on the outside. Like, it's not a good situation. This game, believe it or not, might be a little bit more high scoring than you think. As much as the Cowboys defense has been dominant the entire season and got up to a, a 10 and 3 start, I just don't know how easy this is going to be. But usually, like I said, statistically, what we've seen from the Cowboys team this year is off a loss or in this case, a bad performance, um, they've responded quite well. So that's why I'll go with the Cowboys' offense to, to do some work on the mojo market. All right, so as I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence right here, he hasn't thrown a pick. He's 10, 10, 10, 10 touchdowns. Since Denver. Yeah, 10, touch, 10 touchdowns since then. Right, so he hasn't thrown a pick since Denver. He has two games in the last three with 300 total yards passing and three touchdowns. So Trevor Lawrence is playing the best football of his career. And you mentioned that there's secondary woes in Dallas. They're banged right? up, yeah. You know, there's secondary woes in San Francisco. And what happens when you have secondary woes and a really elite pass rush, sometimes the elite pass rush steps up. Uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself right now and think that the Jaguars are rolling because they're not. But if they win they this game. They did get sparked two weeks ago against the Lions, 40-14. to 14. I know yeah. Lawrence went down, but whatever. Look, they've played two really good football games out of the last three. This is the best football Trevor Lawrence is playing. So in terms of rolling, this is how we roll in Jacksonville. All right? We win two of three. Right? <laughs> and get sparked in I did one. read that. Like, they're the right? most average, inconsistent team Again, in the league. Um, cut me a break, Dave. I'm trying to make this an interesting game here. <laughs> it's going to be look, interesting. What the Jaguars do well, it's what it, defensively is. It's, it kind of counters what the Cowboys have done well offensively. Cowboys are clearly a running a run first team this year. Sure we are. can establish that. Dak has made his plays where he's needed to last week in the fourth quarter, but really it's it's lives and dies by the run game. The Jacksonville Jaguars have a top ten run defense in football, but their pass defense is so bad that their total DVOA it comes in all the way at twenty nine. So there should be plenty of opportunity in the passing game. I almost like Dalton Schultz in this one. Mm. Truly, um, CD is the obvious guy, but really, I don't know that they're going to get too involved with running the football if what they're about, able what, to throw. T.Y. Yeah. Hilton's going to play this week. Practice squad? No, no, he's playing. Oh, it's going to be great. He's going to score a touchdown. Well, I hope so. <laughs> hey, T.Y. Hilton, he might have been pretty much out of the mojo market because he wasn't on a team for six months. This but is he true. he didn't file his official papers. Ah, yet. good job, T.Y. Um, yeah, I mean, by far the best pass rush in football. I don't even think that's a debate. Uh, the 49ers, you could get, I guess you could make the statement that or the, the case, but really it's the 49ers' complete defense that, mm. that brings them up the way mm -hmm, they are. Mm -hmm. They don't give up run or pass. Um, CD, I agree with. I'm going to fade. I'm not going to short them, but I'm going to stay away in the daily play for the Tony Pollard and the Zeke in this one because I just think if there is a strength, it's Jacksonville's run defense. Okay. And Dallas could expose them through the air, and they should let uh, they should let Dak do his thing a little bit. 
I thought you were going to say, let Dak cook. And I'm like, no, don't do that. No, I don't do those. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles haven't lost a game since, I don't know, it feels like last year. They they tripped up once. Can they trip up again this week? Justin Fields at a full participant in practice after being out with an illness. Look, I'm saying this all because I'm just trying to put this into the universe that there's going to be one trip up by the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe this is it because Justin Fields runs his ass off the entire season and puts the team on his back, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, like, wait, what? What? Where are they going? Running, They're going nowhere. Running where? Uh, around the field of play. Stop uh, it. But look, the Bears are, are a bad football team. We all realize that there's some kind of future here. They got a lot of draft capital. They got a lot of they got a lot of um, money in the they, bank. They right? They don't they're, have that much draft. Capital. I mean, they're the second pick in the draft. Yeah, but they just traded all their picks for Justin Fields. They did get a pick back, and they do that. They do have a high pick this year, but I don't think it's theirs. They traded one away for Chase Claypool, which was like, oh god, why did you do that? Yeah, they traded um, Roquan Smith. There might have been something else though that they've done in a previous. When year. I say draft capital, they have a very high pick. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they're going to either add to their offensive line to protect this guy, or give him a weapon on the outside. Regardless, this game in particular. I am interested to see what Fields can do against what the Philadelphia Eagles bugaboo at all is their run defense. I know they got their guys back, but that is their, you know, they're a little bit of a kryptonite. Speaking of kryptonite, <laughs> the Bears' run defense is really bad. <laughs> and now you have a guy like Jalen Hurts coming in, Miles Sanders coming in. They're feeling themselves. The only thing you can hope for as a Cowboys fan is that they're looking for Christmas Eve already. And this is a trap game. You're not even taking these guys seriously. And we'll figure it out. And we'll kind of coast. And maybe the Bears pick them all. I don't know. But I, I don't think, see I it. I think there was a thing that I saw the other day. It was the Eagles on the sideline. And everybody was having a party. It was the yeah. second quarter. They were up 21 nothing, And the receivers, the linemen, having a party. And they panned in over to Jalen Hurts' face. And guess what Jalen Hurts was doing? What? focused, laser focused. I don't think this team loses focus. I think Jalen Hurts is that dude, right? They are going to obliterate the Bears. We we thought that there was going to be a, a hiccup last week with Philly. <sighs> I need this clip. I and need they this made clip. a statement in that game. You know what's funny? The Giants fans were screwed. I heard some uh, some audio from the Giants game, and the Giants fans were like, you guys stink. You only beat the Colts by one. And Brandon Graham looks up and he goes, we are about to beat the tar yeah, off you guys. Look, they made and a they statement did. in that game, and they, it just... I can't see the the worst ranked defense in football on all fronts almost coming in and stopping what I think is the most high powered offense in football. I mean, I don't think there's a debate there. Mm -mm. Take your pick on the Eagles players, and any one on any given day could pop. I would say outside of a Kenneth Gainwell, and they even may get Dallas Goddard back this week. If not this, definitely. Bro, next. for the longest time, I thought he was out for the year. Well, that's because you see the IR thing. And not right really. Away, I know that there's a short term IR now. But the point in the season that he got IR. Yeah, like, that's. Eh. I'm like, oh look at that. They lost. This is going to be a horrible offense without him. It's <laughs> not. They scored more points in without fact, him. Would you make the case that the offense gets a little bit worse when he gets back? But I just said that they right? scored more points without the guy in the lineup. So I mean, that's not true. They're going to be better with him back. But, Clearly. Um, yeah, they're going to obliterate them. Worst DVOA in football mm, in mm, terms mm. of defense against the best DVOA in football offense. Yeah. Philly's going to roll. Chris, I got a question. Man. At home. I got a question. No, this is in Chicago. That's in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, the way I, I write Dave it on my rundown, blah, blah, blah. Dave know. doesn't know how to Dave doesn't know how. do they home just, and aways. I mean, I just write what I just write things, okay? I just just, just, just shut. We know who they're versing. <laughs> no, oh, that is, that by the way, that is man code. There's a couple things to know, okay, in, in sports. One, there's no such thing as versing. Like, they're versing this team. There's no such thing. And also, 
if you ever, and I swear, I, I will make a promise, I'll find you. If you ever say the low score first in a result, I've just, it makes me, my stomach turn. Like the Eagles are, uh, the, the Giants are losing to the Eagles 14 to 21. And I'm, oh, <laughs> it yeah, makes no, me no, sick. That's a no, that's a no go. Another, uh, it's another story for another day. Chris, big question. Are we seeing the final four? Are we seeing the final four of Tom Brady right now? Because there's four games left. Tom Brady's got himself a heck of a contest right now. They're firmly in. No, I can't even say firmly. Tom Brady's about to play four playoff games this year somehow. <laughs> don't, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Watch. I, dude, I don't. Oh, no. no. Nobody. No fan. No fan in the NFL. Unless you're a Tom Brady stan or a, a Tampa Bay Buck fan, which again, they didn't exist before Brady got there. I promise you. One guy I know. Um, but like, I, no, no NFL fan wants to see that again. Nobody, not a soul, not a soul in the world wants there to see. There's definitely Brady. some some fans that want to see that. Now look, I saw, I heard. I don't. I heard. Actually, um, I don't even care at this point. I'm I so you hate I'm, Tom. Yeah, Brady. but I'm numb, and my team is probably <laughs> not in. So all I'm saying is, is I heard some audio from last week. Tom Brady is such a nice, nice man. You know, he like he's autographing opposing teams' jerseys on their chest, bro. Oh yeah, like Tom he's Brady just a, a dude. He's a gem of a dude. He yeah, really he's is such a great guy. Did you hear him on the sideline though? <laughs> I did. Do you want you want that? No. You he's want like, that? He's like he's like you know just go out there and play harder. He's like unless you want to quit. Do you want to quit? You want to quit? And the guy's like I don't want to quit, Tom. He's I'll talking, try harder. He's talking, like like, a, he's talking like a guidance counselor in middle school. Like give it your all. You don't want to give it your all, then you go. <laughs> Damn it! It's like Tom, settle down, buddy. You're, no, you're in don't. the NFC South. Don't take you're that energy. Make the don't change your energy, Tom. Get this. I mean, look, you're gonna win the NFC South if you probably win this game. Oh in my particular. god! When Tom Brady was eight and he lost like a street football game, <laughs> I can only imagine. I was inconsolable on the on the kickball field. Oh my god! During recess, we lost time, a kickball team on a walk off. First I'd be time like, I ever cursed at my father, I still to this day believe that he threw an interception on purpose to my brother because I was starching him so he had to keep keep the score close what's going on dad <laughs> sorry mr cooch you never again hold that <laughs> i was like did i just say that you, you said that oh my god that's great. i was like seven that's rich um anyway to this game in particular brady's final maybe this is final run i don't know i mean look he might have some playoff in him if they if the bucks come out and win this Bowl game preview? at home right oh god if the bucks come out and win this game right that will go a long way because then people are going to be like well the Bengals were rolling the Bengals were rolling for a little bit and i think that um things could change the narrative can change real quick if tom brady gets this win here the bucks are going to score like 3 points but the bucks <laughs> off i have wrote that down the bucks offense has just been abysmal they're not good despite the stars the godwins the evans the fournettes the the, the, the emergence of Rashad white the brates the, the uh, Brady's. Kate, oh the brady's the kate ottens of the world you know like none of this matters they're not you moving you want to know ball. why it doesn't matter i got one name for you todd bowles todd bowles listen and todd bowles are that same face like and he just got the vote of confidence that he'll be back. Next I year. know. Oh man, you Tampa Bay fans. I, I feel all like three Tampa of Bay, you, you guys are Tampa in Bay may not want Brady back. We'll see. If if they're saying that Todd Bowles is doing a good enough job to guarantee himself a job next year without having discussed this with Tom Brady first, sorry, Tom. I mean, um, but yeah. So mismanagement I would, of I would go in this game in particular. Um, the run defense for the Bengals is very good. I would short. Fournette, I would short Rashad White. I don't think they're going to have any success at all. This game is going to fall on the on the shoulders of Brady. I don't know how many. I mean, the the Bengals defense has been playing very good lately. Not going to be able to keep up. I don't think the so Bucks either. Ain't going to be able to keep up. I think Dave, Jamar Chase. Where is the game? Dave, game. Where is the game? It's in Tampa Bay. Mm. 
You wouldn't know it by looking at my notes. You would know it by looking at the damn screen. You get a, a <laughs> telescope? It's right in the... It's in arm's distance. This guy needs glasses. But anyway, that Who, is... Who's on? Giannis? <laughs> they can't see the screen. Do us a favor. Right? It's not on the camera, right? Now it's not. <laughs> Never was. That screen's not on. And No, it's not. So you could actually follow us on social media. Change this up a little bit. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Mojo. Go do it. M-O-J-O. Easy. Join us on the Discord. It's a constant uh, conversation to be had. Obviously, if you want to get involved with who people are going long on, who people are going short on, all that uh, all that stuff, it's all there. Uh, but make sure you guys do it responsibly and um, don't lose your mortgage or anything like that. It is Christmas time, so there is a, a chance for you to make some money last minute on the market. Not too aggressively, but just, you know, you can get somebody, find that Turbo Man doll after all. I got to go to the mall today. I am so sorry for you, dude. I would I would rather eat glass and watch yeah, Tom like, Brady win three more mall, Super Bowls in mall, a row than go to the mall in, during Christmas. In, like, Woodbridge Center <laughs> Mall in, the, in Friday before Christmas is literally my worst nightmare. It is. It, that does not sound any fun. Oh, so. Man. With that, good luck with that. Good luck with your uh, Mojo investments this weekend. Do it responsibly. Have some fun. Make sure you hit us up over on the Discord. For Dave Starchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another Feel Good Football Friday episode of the Mojo Market Report. Enjoy the football, and we'll see you guys back here to put a bow on it on Monday. It's not the Friday before Christmas either. Yes, it is. There's one more. You're right. <laughs>